Welcome back finally to the Candor Corner Podcast. It's your host Chris here with Deepom. And uh we are finally uh back to a we're doing an old school uh at this point character corner episode. We're actually <laughs> just covering one particular character. And we've been doing combo book clubs with Invincible, we've been doing the end of into the Hickman verse with basically another set of combo book clubs. Uh but today we're back to the bread and butter of what we do on the character corner. We are sitting here talking about a particular character going through some of their comic history, uh, as confusing and as um, mysterious as this one is, um, we're dealing with... <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Uh, yes, we're dealing with uh, Black Widow, Natasha Rom- Romanoff, or Natalia. Um, yeah, so we're going to jump right in uh, and start talking about this character. And as I alluded to, it's funny, uh, I've been... This is one of those characters that um, has a history that everybody thinks they know, but really... Right nobody knows it's actually so, <laughs> go ahead so doing all the reading and kind of the retconning and all the things that have changed and been added and subtracted from the history she reminds me of a cross between cap and wolverine i was just about to mention and it's so funny because there is a history between her and wolverine that's been out retcon in there as well and, and cap. like right. there's, there's that issue of jim lee drew the cover of ultra uh, yeah. Kenny x-men on Kenny X, yeah, two sixty eight, the 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 famous mm-hmm. one that has Cap, Wolverine, and and Black Widow on the cover. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. It's it's this, and, and and honestly, in a way, too, the thing that kind of ties her to, to to Logan also is the fact that also for the longest time, his history, he didn't know who he was, it, what was real, what's what's not. And you have the same thing here with Black Widow, where there's a history. As long you, I mean, even you get to some of the later issues, she's still finding out things about herself and how many of her memories are real. Like it's all, it's, like said, it's the female Wolverine um, mm-hmm. syndrome, except she doesn't have superpowers, or maybe she does because she also then maybe has the <laughs> so super that's, soldier that's serum. The other thing. So <laughs> yeah, depending on which 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 origin you want to say is canon, or even the latest developments, she's not a normal human. She's augmented in some way. Is a longer lifespan, clearly. And the thing that they've given her that's similar to Logan is once you've established you've been around a long time, we can just pluck you and play in and add these stories. Mm-hmm. And did you know you used to hang out with Bucky? Yeah, you were married to the Red Guardian. Why not? Like it's <laughs> right. oh, you're a series of clones. Like it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah, that's the new thing here that she's now yeah. it's not even the, the black widow we have now is now a clone. Like everyone gets through all this stuff, but there's there's so much here actually with this character because it was one of those things I was like oh, this will be an easy character corner. We'll just, you know, run through this. And honestly, this might be one of those characters that we come back to later on because we're going to, like... Come back to, by the way. Yeah, oh, by yeah the, right. By the way, we need to do a deeper, deeper dive into this character because, like you said, it's... Well, again, you have a character here that first appeared in 1964. You know, first appearance of, of Black Widow is Tales of, uh, Tales of Suspense 52, right? And, and if you know... Tales of Suspense, you'll know that's where we got, you know, Iron Man. So this is what Iron Man was what? Uh number thirty-nine. So yeah. um yeah, shortly not too long after that, maybe what a year after that, you get um you get Black Widow showing up as this Russian spy. And we mentioned this this <laughs> is you know, timely episode, right? And when we did the Iron Man issue, mm. that Iron Man showing up, that was um Kind of ties to the Cold War and um, Afghanistan, I believe. Was it Afghanistan or was it Vietnam at the time? It's one of those two. Which again, originally, yeah, I think it was Afghanistan. Originally, it's Vietnam. It was Vietnam. Okay. Um, Hold on, I made it wrong. 
But see, yeah, because it's got to be no, it's got to be Vietnam because that's sixties. Yeah, so it's got to be it's, it's got to be Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, so, um, so this is height of the this is Cold War. So, and we talked about this before when we did the history of Marvel comics. You know, Marvel likes that world outside your window thing. And so, if you're looking at to today coming in and looking at Black Widow, you're like, well, this seems like a relic from the time. But it's like when you look at the origin when this character was created, it makes sense. This is height of the Cold War. So you have a character here where you first introduce, she's a Russian spy. And she's it's literally... It's so important that you pointed that out. Yeah. Because there's so many characters who start off in the Marvel comics as not just villains, but if they were translated directly today, it would be straight up anachronisms. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't make any sense. It, it, snap Wilson, for God's sake. And... <laughs> <laughs> but what's Why you gotta bring a bullshit, man? Marvel is they, they embrace it all. They're like, oh, this was... Uh, fucking... Danny Rand, right? Shang Chi, like these are characters that were fucking Luke Cage, right? They were one note additions to the canon, to the tapestry of the Marvel Universe. But as with everything, everyone was able to add to them. And when you read, did you get the chance to even to to, to get a uh, get your eyes on Soul Tales of Spencer too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's wild. Well, it not only is yeah, it's literally dealing with. The idea of, and you're dealing with all the fears that you have at that time, right? It's this idea of you have Tony Spark being, you know, the wealthy, you know, capitalist from the West and Black Widow and her companion Boris are sent to basically do espionage and steal, um, one, steal, you know, uh, steal back or kill a, a double, double agent, um, and Vanko who was already switched over to helping the West from, from the Russians, uh, well, from the Soviet Union at the time, right? We're not even talking about Russians at the time. We're talking about USSR type shit here. Um, and you're right. It's such a, it's such a timepiece of it. I will say the one thing that's different about Black Widow is, because there's some of the other characters you mentioned is, and I guess it's just, I don't know if there's something we should be proud of, um, but because Russia is still technically an enemy, <laughs> <laughs> her her story and and her ties while they change and she's now more on that hero side definitely more on that hero side you can always go back to the well of russia for sure it's 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 still there and that's one interesting like right you're not gonna take luke cage and go back to the days of him you know basically being this character you, you just, you're, you're not but uh, and if you think about it, um, and we're going to get into it later on, so many people now associate Black Widow with the Red Room. Well, that comes mm-hmm. much, much later. Right. But it's a, it it's, was a late addition to the canon. It's a very late addition to the canon when you consider how long the character's been there. But it ties into, like, when you think about pop culture. Uh, and, I, and I think that it's... This is why I think some of these characters on the Marvel side that don't have... Like they have a lot more characters that become household name one because of the movies, but also that don't have powers because there's this whole thing you can play in because it ties into things we see in the pop culture. Like how many movies have we've seen talking about the the Russian femme fatale, the red rooms, and all of these things coming in? Like there's a ton of movies about this right. stuff all the time, right? I mean, and granted, we just had a Black Widow movie come out that dealt with the same thing. But there's there's a ton of those movies, and it's the same thing you talk about with the world outside your window. Yeah, it literally is. Uh, it's as crazy as it might seem of having this Russian, 
you know, uh, spy who who's hanging with the the Avengers and the super like. But, but no, this is literally the world outside your window. It's it plays into what we said about um the birth of comics from especially on the Marvel side and tying into uh you know uh sci-fi horror um the the space race uh, the cold war all these characters that you have that are built out of there you have um you know the hulk born out of you know the atomic bomb and the fears around that like all these things are here and all these big characters and i think part of the reason why they have such staying power is because these are things that while you change them in their modern forms they're still relevant (laughs) you know we're still talking about you know nuclear warfare and so Russian, when you Russian have spies are still killing people overseas. Literally, right? I mean, <laughs> I hate to say we have the, what's going on in Afghanistan. It's like you're you're literally the, you're you're literally Idris Elba's character in in um Pacific Rim, reset the clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're reset the clock, we're back here. And that's why you can continue to tell these stories with a character like Natasha Romanoff. And at some point, and I was thinking about this as we were going through this, at some point um, cause I think we haven't done it because we covered, uh, secret warriors, but at some point you probably do need to cover Nick Fury. Right. Oh, buddy. We, I know that. And that's going to be a, a tough one there. Cause there's another character here that like, where do you start? <laughs> you know, and, yeah, that's and a great question. Where, where do you start? And how do it, the other thing is, how do we get here? Cause now even in the comics hmm. and I'm, I'm jumping over here to, to Nick Fury real quick, but even the comics now they have. The black version of Nick Fury now also the Nick you knew ain't the Nick you got right and so it's it's a it's it's a it's a crazy um it's a crazy a crazy way we've gone through but this is how they've they've been you know maturing and using these characters and I hate to say it, you know at the core of the Black Widow character is spycraft and it's something that we've always as as a as a people have been interested in we we've been interested in the idea i mean think about how popular things like you know james bonds are and mm-hmm. here you now have um a beautiful one um that is you know working for the russians but then is is turned uh to work for us and is now you know rubbing elbows with you know your main heroes and there's always this idea of you know can she be trusted right mm-hmm. and so they're there are these core of the characters that they're always dealing with, um, with with uh, Black Widow uh, that you see through all these these things. And uh, I'll tell you the one thing before we start really digging down in here. One thing that shocked me was I didn't realize how many Black Widow uh, you know miniseries they had. That, so two things: this is a character that kept trying to have catch up, mm-hmm. and you can see the commitment from the higher ups to this character. They tied her in. To a lot of backstories of prominent characters, they were they were trying to elevate. They've made her almost a revered figure in the Marvel universe at this point. The second thing is, some people probably owe Scarlett Johansson an apology because the character that they thought they were getting, she says it in one of the movies, "I'm not a superhero, I'm a spy," mm-hmm. and her feeling out of place. He, Doing this made me appreciate her arc in the films better more. Mm-hmm. It made Endgame not just understandable, but like the right decision for that character for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing too, before we again before we jump in here, that 
it's kind of, and I think you kind of hinted at it too and made, made sense is this is also something that's in Marvel's MO for, for their characters, especially their characters that they had come in really early into like the, the silver age. Um, and that's the redemption arc, right? We talked about this when we covered, um, uh, Wanda and we haven't actually done Quicksilver yet, but we, but same thing, right? Where they, um, draw off as villains and then next you know they're joining the avengers right we haven't covered hawkeye yet but same thing hawkeye there, there's a group of these these characters that we know as avengers now that are like it's hawkeye uh, uh wanda there's quicksilver there's black widow and there's also vision right you have these five characters that you think of and and you have them synonymous with being avengers but all five of them started off as villains you know well, the, the list continues Wonder Man, Black Knight. Yeah. Um, like this is a, this you could technically go with the Hulk. You could technically go with the Hulk because he joins. Oh. The, he's in. He's 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 only Avenger in that first issue, but then literally, I think the second issue is he's he's fighting against them, right? So oh, yeah, but it's it's interesting because that's kind of the and we talked about this before ad nauseum. That's kind of the the arc of the Marvel universe writ large, with great power and great responsibility. Tony Stark is never a villain, but he did make those weapons. Mm-hmm. You're always atoning for something just. I think you're right. That second wave of Silver Age characters was more explicit with it, where this was a bad guy, and now it's a good guy. And you've got to deal with that, reader. See you next month. I mean, we literally had that in, uh, what is it, um, Avengers, what, 16 or something like that? Where that would you get the whole new team, uh, Avengers team that Cap puts together, and it's Hawkeye. It's actually the greatest title of all time, Cap's Tukey Quartet. Yeah, it's it's... It's Cap bringing on uh, Quicksilver, uh, um, Scarlet Witch, and and Hawkeye onto the team. All three of those being um, being villains before, and there's an interesting um, link to Hawkeye joining the Avengers that's tied to Black Widow. But again, we mentioned it before, uh, first appearance is Tales of Suspense, uh, number 52, April 1964. Like I said, this is... Um, Stanley, uh, Don Rico, and Don Heck, uh, and again, 1964. This is Tales of Suspense. This is before Iron Man has his own solo comic, but that's basically where you're getting your Iron Man and, and Tony Stark issues. This is back for if you go back and listen to our early um, uh, our character corner on Tony Stark and the, the first, I think it was a two parter. So the first part where we talked about this, um, you know, this is back when. Uh, Tony Stark was known as the inventor, and Iron Man was supposed to be his bodyguard, even though they weren't the same. Nobody knew, right? Um, and and so that's what it is. Black Widow is sent, uh, with her her comrade Boris, um, to uh to get uh certain plans. And again, it's these are these are the early Marvel stuff. So it's you read them today, and you're just like, that's mm, that's kooky. That's mm, okay, but like it's. It made sense back then. This is it's written in the same tone of all the sci-fi spy like comics of the time, um, and you got in there. Um, the big thing here is when she shows back up uh, later on, and I think it's still in the Tales of Suspense uh, issues, is when she meets Hawkeye, and so that starts a relationship between the two of those characters. Mm-hmm. And at one point. Hawkeye thinks she's killed and that starts him down him and, and we'll cover this when we do the well eventually do a Hawkeye um uh character corner but that starts on him him down his path of redemption to join the uh, the Avengers 
um, because he sees she thinks she's died. She, she, he sees her die, uh, or at least is severely hurt and going off, and that starts him down. He recounts that in I think in that uh, issue uh, sixteen when he joins the Avengers. Um, Black Widow pops up back up in the Avengers in in, in issue twenty nine when she's brainwashed. I think it's her, which I, is Swordsman, and maybe Wonder Man. I can't remember the, the third character. I love that they allowed her to still to be the impetus for Hawkeye, but they didn't have them turn at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. I really enjoyed the way that was rolled out. I enjoyed that she was not just a villain; she was a recurring villain. Yeah, recurring. She kept coming back, and then once eventually you bring in Hawkeye, and it'd be so easy to say, "Oh, Hawkeye," and she both turn, but to leave her on the proverbial dark side as an antagonist and bring over Hawkeye, it makes it, it makes you do a double take of that character, even just in the, I guess, reading it now, knowing what's coming. And, and I think it's important to also realize that during this time, too, this is not the Black Widow you think you see in pulp culture. That comes later yeah. on when you finally get her moving towards that kind of look. This is a dark-haired woman that is in... When she's in her costume, because outside the costume, she's not really... She's called Black Widow, but she's also like when she's not in her country, it's Madame Natasha, you know. And she's basically like wearing fishnet. She's got a cape, which well, you know I can't turn. You know, hey, when you have a cape, everyone loves a cape. All right, I mean, come on. It's, uh, this is this is very much, love this. It's very much watching the evolution of what the idea of the Russian spy would be. Because exactly, yeah. Remember, this is the time when I think it was the uh, the old school M.P. Avengers is out. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is, like, the idea of what Russian Spy was. As they evolved, as time evolved, we, we get closer and closer to what we know now recognize as Black Widow. But you're right. It was also owing to Marvel being able to adapt on the fly. Right. Right. Because you look at that costume and the hairdo from Avengers 36. I mean, it's that's very... not Natasha. Right, right, right. That's that's Natalia. <laughs> like, well, and, and also again, going back to that, her first appearance again, her way of 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 uh, it also it it does establish while the look is different, it also establishes something that we see time and time again from this character. She basically uh, uses her looks to you know disarm Tony Stark, right. He Which is, is the exact thing that happens in Iron Man 2. Exactly. And and this is another thing, too, that I love when we, we cover these characters after seeing them in the MCU is seeing how much they actually have taken some of this stuff from them. Like, she literally does show up, you know, and introducing boards as her brother. And, you know, Tony is so infatuated with her. He goes to take her to dinner and do all this stuff while Bors is out there basically breaking into Stark Industries, right? It's... <laughs> You know, it's it establishes what this character does, and um, giving her an opportunity to basically use her beauty to uh, as an advantage against uh, stupid men. <laughs> so, um, so, like I said, uh, some important issues back still still in the Silver Age time. Um, issues thirty eight through forty five in the Avengers are are basically the redemption arc for, or maybe you can probably already go all the way back to 29 because in 29, she is brainwashed. And this is when she kind of reconnects with, with Hawkeye. She breaks that brainwashing. And there's a couple issues here where she's trying to kind of prove to the Avengers again, doing the thing that Quicksilver, Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch have already done, which is prove to the Avengers she can help. 
But there's another important thing that happens here during this time that also kind of also establishes something that we're going to see time and time again with with um, Black Widow. And at one point, I can't remember the, the, the villain that they're taking down. The way she stops him is she thre- basically threatens to kill him if the villain doesn't go home, back to his home planet, which is breaking a rule, apparently, that the Avengers have of, you know, not killing anyone. And she was basically Ooh. threatening death, saying, I will do this because, like, I'm the Black Widow. I, I can do that shit. While Clint covers up for her, she, she understands that that's something that kind of separates her from the rest of the Avengers. So I believe it's issue 38 is when Nick Fury comes back into the picture and tries to recruit her to go undercover back in, in Russia to help him. Actually, it's not even back into Russia, but go undercover in China to yeah, help him with the mission. And, 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 and she, so she turns down joining the Avengers to use this moment to go back and basically stick it to her, her old handlers. Uh, For the record, this is issue, what is this issue where she decides not to join the Avengers? It's like 38 or 39. Yeah. She goes to Russia in 38, or goes to China, excuse me, doesn't join the Avengers to issue 111. Yeah. They made you work for, like, that's something I really enjoyed, I guess. And I don't know if it was planned at the time, but watching her earn her redemption mm-hmm. through the books as we were reading them was a really nice piece of storytelling that they're able to fold in now. Yeah. Because um, this is where they... Um, so again, that, that arc for 38 to 45 is basically she goes to China. She's working undercover for Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. She gets caught. Um, uh, this involves a Red Guardian shows up and reveals that He's actually her husband. Uh, hmm. That she like. There's a whole big thing here. Basically, uh, she thought he was dead, uh, but in turn, uh, the um, the Russians had basically used his death to kind of force her into service for them. Uh, and again, this is starting that that early origin of Black Widow that then becomes murky later on, where it's her choice to become a spy for for the Russians because you know her test pilot husband was killed. And uh, she wants to stick it to the West, right? We're going to later come in and see there's maybe it wasn't all her choice. And there's a lot of takes on her origin. Exactly. There's a lot of takes. Um, uh, Red Guardian, this, this kind of ties into the movie a little bit. Red Guardian fights. And this is where it was kind of alluded to in the movie. Red Guardian fights and loses to Cap, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, but at the end of this is Red Guardian's death. So Red Guardian dies. Uh, at this at this point, and the Avengers who had gone to China to kind of save Black Widow because they had found out she was there, uh, bring her back. Um, but again, like you said, she doesn't really join. She doesn't join the Avengers until one eleven. Um, and I don't know what year is that. That's got to be what one eleven is seventy three. Seventy three. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, and and I guess seventy three. That would mean that would put her into the. The, the the look that we believe as being the Black Widow, the the tight jumpsuit with the which she actually adopted in Spider Man. Yeah, it was eighty six. So I read that. So in 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 Amazing Spider Man eighty six, after and this is after the Red Guardians have the death of her husband, she basically decides that she, there's a time in here where she she's basically kind of in limbo. Like she has a relationship with, with Hawkeye, but that kind of falls off because he's saying as an Avenger, and she's pretty much gone to not work <laughs> and realizing that that's not her style 
So she decides, and this is the one time where I'm like, oh, yeah, you kind of, you know, Black Widow does kind of, is technically a spider, and I guess this kind of comes in. So <laughs> I think that's why they do this in The Amazing Spider-Man. So mm. she ditches the costume that I, I don't even really want to call it the Black Widow costume, the original one she had. It's more to me the Madame Natasha costume. <laughs> it, Whatever works, I, it, I couldn't agree more with you. Though. It it yeah. really it just it just doesn't feel like the Black Widow costume. It it just she's got like a, a headpiece that's almost kind of like Hawkeye's itself. It's just she's got a cape. It's just I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking on that. It's a it, you know you know what it feels like that first Catwoman costume. Yeah, yeah, it is actually that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know why they thought that every woman needed that. Like the the big ah, God. Yeah, I'm pro cape. I don't know. No, I look. I'm not saying. Uh, look, I'm talking I'm shit just, about the costume. I'm not talking <laughs> shit about the cape. All right. I am definitely pro cape. Um, yeah, especially if you're a villain. I think you got to have a cape. Like villains got to have a yeah, cape. Are, are you a villain? Essex has proven that. Yeah, in it, the X books, we've are, proven it. Are you a villain if you don't have a cape? Come on. Yeah, come that's on. a fair question. Um, but yeah, so she decides she's going to change her her look, change her costume up. Uh, and that, and again, in typical seventies, uh, you know, I guess character logic, she thinks that uh, she she's she's trying to find a way that how she can um, better her skills and things like that. And she sees Spider Man. She's like, "Well, I'm gonna find out how Spider Man is so good at what he does, and do and become better at it myself." And and again, it's one of the things of like, well, I guess it's Black Widow, so you are a spider, and she has like grappling hooks that shoot out of her little, um, her little wrists, um, the the widow's things, like it's, it's, it's the widow's this things. Is right. get, this yeah. is where you get the prototype. Like, there's going to be obviously adaptations and changes and alterations, but if you think in your head, like the basic Black Widow suit is the all black uh, cat suit with the very big wrist gauntlets, like yeah. Sometimes they're using like in the in the movies a little bit smaller. They use it as a weapon, but that's kind of the prototypical Black Widow suit that is kind of established here, right? And uh, she kind of finds out that you know Spider Man uh, definitely isn't just a normal human being. <laughs> yeah, um, you watch him long enough, it gets real apparent. Yeah. So, um, and you kind of end there with her kind of going off on herself, but it tells you at the end of the issue that you're going to find more about the Adventures of Black Widow. Because it shoots over to Amazing Adventures. Now, Amazing Adventures is also where you're covering a lot of... It's basically uh, uh, one of those two-for-one comics where you're getting two stories in one. So you get up front, you get Inhumans up there in the first story. But the second story in here, I think it runs for like, what? For like five or six issues with her? Eight. She only gets eight. She gets eight. Well, you get Black Widow. You get the continuation of it. You 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 get more Black Widow. You get, like I said, it's... It's it's amazing to me when you go back and look at the character how much they really were trying to stick to this character and get her 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 settled because mm-hmm. they could have really just had her show up and well first of all throwing her into Amazing Spider Man you're like really why and then they throw her into Amazing Adventures where she literally does have her name on the cover with the Inhumans during the so late issues. she only gets eight issues the series is canceled at ten. But then they immediately shuffle, shuffle over to Daredevil. Yeah, so Gary Conway, who's writing Daredevil at the time, is like, you know what? You know what Daredevil needs? We need to shake this up. I, I like the idea of throwing him in with this former Russian spy. We're going to learn that Murdoch shouldn't be giving female uh, co-stars. <laughs> um, at we all. haven't learned it yet. 
<laughs> but yeah, man. Um, At all. I mean, starting in eighty from what eighty five to ninety six, she actually co headlines Daredevil with on. It's ninety two to one hundred seven. Ninety one. Okay. Yeah. So it's well. Yeah, that's actually a lot. So yeah, it's a bunch. It's a bunch. So she actually co headlines Daredevil in there, and and so again, it. it it's one of the things of you hear this name, Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, all the time. But when you go back and you see that, wow, no, they really, they really kept her going. They really they were dedicated to making this character catch on and work. After the uh, Daredevil thing ran its course, she's immediately leading champions. Mm-hmm. They kept her in the mix. So there's a term we probably use on this podcast, actually. I think we actually have limbo, where a character or concept is introduced and explored, and then shuttered. Mm-hmm. And it can be a long time before a writer's like, hey, man, do you remember the Children of the Vault? We're going to put them in X-Men and have uh, <laughs> a couple of us spend about a thousand years in that vault. How that feel? <laughs> and so, <laughs> what, what did, and, and I'm saying that because that happens to, like, cool, big concepts all the fucking time. Happens to characters that I love, Connor Kent, Tim Drake, all the fucking, Wally fucking West, all the time, too often. Actually, you think that they, someone has it out for me. I'm watching you, Dan. I know you don't work there anymore. I'm still watching. Try to kill Nightwing. Um, but they never did that with Natasha. Yeah. At every turn, it was like, uh, well, let's make her an Avenger. Cool. Okay, well, hold on. We need a shield agent. Why wouldn't you have Natasha do it? And so she, at one point, she, there's an argument to be made that that cover of Uncanny X by Jim Lee is the perfect encapsulation of the entirety of the history of the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. with Cap, Logan, and Natasha. Mm-hmm. And just going back and doing the reading, and like, even I didn't read everything, but I picked him, I, I, I touched on every run that she appears in. I, I have a soft spot for champions, sorry. Um, but it's so cool, not just that she's everywhere, but that she, her character is so consistent. And that's because the groundwork was done of Clear villain, conflicted villain, aspiring hero, hero. So there's never a miscommunication from someone who picks up the pin on who this character is. Right. The, I think what, what mattered to me, what, what landed for me in rereading this stuff, was the consistency of voice. Even as they changed her history and changed her powers, or made her a clone, or made her the greatest assassin who ever lived, or made her a fucking housewife. I felt the consistency of the voice. The same way I feel when I read 10 years later, Miles Morales under someone's pen who isn't Brian Bendis. Mm-hmm. He still feels like Miles. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you, you kind of touched on a lot of the stuff here of her kind of just bouncing around. But this is also during this time with Daredevil. Uh, she's in uh, Frank Miller's Daredevil as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're really kind of, and I call this, I'm with you, I didn't read all this, because again, it's one of the things, you, you start trying to read it, and, and it's actually, it's, it's actually harder than when we do some of the bigger characters we have that have a lot of issues, because like, if you're covering something like Wolverine, you have a, a beginning, and a middle, and end that you can easily go to, but it's kind of fitting that for Natasha Romanoff, you don't have that, where, where you, you kind of do have that, but it's jumping between different issues, and different different books and different things because like she's kind of a freelance i mean she's not she is a shield agent but then also she kind of freelances on her own and even like furious is kind of like yeah well you know 
I'll hit up Natasha if I need her, but I also know she has no problem telling him, mm, no, I'm not doing this today. Right? It's and so you jump around and she just pops up, like you said, she pops up in the Daredevil books and you're dealing with this. Um you you start getting around um so after I think most of the stuff is is Avengers and Daredevil in the eighties. Right. The nineties is when you start getting and, and I can't remember when do they start the Marvel Knights imprint? Was that around Marvel the late Knights 80s? started two thousand, I wanna say. Was it two thousand? I thought that was later than that. That no, was 99. It's, it's 99 because that's when the three issues from Black Widow came out. Yeah. So in early 90s, I think, I think 90, when was the, when was Uncanny uh, 268? Let me see that. That was 1990. So Uncanny yes. X Men 268 um, kind of also starts giving us a little bit more of a background on Natasha. It's weird to get a, a, a Black Widow kind of sort of origin story. <laughs> you know? In well, when Jim comic? says he'd really like to draw those three characters on a cover, you write a story. Yeah, and what you get is, and again, this is another one of those things that kind of also now establishes again, like you said, these three characters on the comic on the on the on the, on the cover, Black Widow, and it, and it starts raising a lot of questions about Natasha, um, Logan, and and Cap, because the issue starts and they're they're in 1941, 42, mm-hmm. because Cap and and Logan are fucking up some Nazis. And uh, Baron Von Strucker. Uh, they're fucking up some Nazis. Um, and it's because there's this um, Russian agent that they're meeting up with. Well, that Cap was meeting up with. Ivan uh, Pet- uh, Petrovich. Who uh, is trying to get his, quote, daughter. Or hmm. the, the young ward that's in his charge. Natasha Romanoff. So, now here's the thing. This is the 1940s. Even if she was a young child, I, th- I can't remember how old they said they were. Was she like 16 or something like that? I can't remember right. how old she was at the time. All right. That's 1940. Right. She has not really aged. So that's your first hint that something is really up with Natasha Romanoff. Right? Because, like, we get it with Cap. You know, and matter of fact, this is Cap before... Um, because Cap should have gone into the ice around, we go into the ice not too long after this, right? Right. This is near the end of the war. This is near the end of a war. So Cap, we understand. We understand he goes into the ice, but also he has Super Soldier Serum. Logan is fucking Logan, right? I mean, he's ageless. He's ageless, you know. right? But from from up to this point, Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow, was just a, a, a Russian spy. Mm. That's all she was, and. We never really, the truth of the matter is, even with this issue, they never really address that. Nope. <laughs> even in this issue, it's just one of the things you're reading, you're going like, huh, I wonder if anybody's ever going to talk about the fact that she was born during the war. The great, why is she not like an old woman? What the hell is going on? You know? It just, just, that doesn't make any sense, right? But this is your first hint that there's a larger thing going on here because even in this whole thing, it's uh, even with that, the issue, what is it? It's like the hand is they're 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 trying to capture her and use her for some occult ritual or something. Like, I can't remember the exact plot of, of 60, 60 right. and why they're trying to get her. There's also this weird thing that kind of also ties to her name, Rom- Romanoff and her bloodline and things like that. Um, and this is where she starts. Uh, this is where the, they really kind of start hammering home. Uh, the relationship again, and this is just another one of those things with 
you know, Logan taking in young girls as his, like, Robins. <laughs> right? He's a lot better. He's a lot better. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I mean, they don't, he hasn't lost one yet, has he? Ooh. Kitty was lost in space for a while. Jubilee became a, vam- a vampire. I'm counting I mean, that. I mean, I mean, uh, un- while they were under his, his care, has he lost okay. one? Yukio, he kind of gives up on Yukio and loses her. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't under his care, was it? That was more of a. He gave her to someone and they lost him. That's, they lost that's him. fair. Fair, 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 fair. Okay. All right. All right. But, um, yeah, she actually calls him little uncle. Mm hmm. You know, so this is. This is and this comes up later on some of the later, more modern Black Widow tales about her relationship with Logan, which also makes sense because Logan's another one of those 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 characters that has a laundry list of of teams he's on, <laughs> and you have to ask him when Logan when Wolverine shows up, you got to ask him, yo, who are you representing? You are you representing yourself, Alpha Flight, a Shield, Avengers, X Men, any number of other like who are you representing today, Logan? I'm just here. To Are you it. collecting bounties, collecting right. debts from Madripoor or wherever you? Uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's one of the things that we're 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 kind of looking at and dealing with right there uh, with that. So um, let's see. Uh, we yeah. So that, that's that kind of establishes. A little bit of this, huh? That's that's interesting. That's weird. I mean, right. again, it's a fire cover. Don't get me wrong. Um, but again, you're looking at it and like, okay, well, she she did age a little bit because she got to a certain age, but then she stopped aging. It seems like she stopped, right? Seems like she stopped, and it takes us years to get get more. Again, it's like a it's almost like a throwaway conversation about it too that we finally get understanding of where that came from. Um, but that's in the early '90s, and again, um. Uh, that's where we, we kind of get stepped there. I think the, the next big thing is, like I was mentioning before, you start getting a, a, some really heavy stuff with um, Marvel Knights. Mm-hmm. So in 99 is when you launch the first of the Marvel Knights uh, series uh, with Black Widow. And there's a lot, a, a lot of her early solo series were actually under the Marvel Knights imprint. Um, right. There's like, so for those who don't know, Marvel Knights is like a adult version of Marvel Comics. They've wrapped some of them back into continuity. Some haven't. Uh, Natasha's adventures were in continuity because of the things we're talking about how they spin out of them. But they were aimed at a more mature audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is where you get your. We talked about this with the Punisher, the Punisher War Journal, and those kind of things. I think we're under Marvel Knights and things like that. Yeah, great example. Very bloody. Like I was, I was reading the first one. I was like. Huh, there's a lot of bullets in. Oh, uh, I had to go back and check. I was like, oh, Marvel Knights. That makes sense. Okay, Marvel I was Knights. like, <laughs> we went very dark for a second there. What happened? Um, so uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah. So and, and then that first issue, uh, those three, and it's three issues, and mm-hmm. what we we get, it's not the, her first appearance, but this is where you you kind of get more information on Elaine. I forgot she showed up in that Paul Jenkins and Heeman series. Yeah, I forgot too. Yeah. Okay. As long as yeah. it wasn't just me, I was like, I, I, I yeah, I, I actually thought her first appearance was in this in this um, so Marvel Night series, but then they were like, no, I, no, 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 she showed up in Inhumans number five. Um, but this is Yelena uh, mm-hmm. that we have in the Black Widow movie, um, who uh, is basically de- declared that she's the new Black Widow. 
because she's still working for Russia and still working, uh, has graduated from the Red Room, which is still active, which is, I, I've been trying to find the first mention of the Red Room in Marvel history. I've seen several different places. I've seen some places mention it, saying that it was the Marvel Knight series. But then I'm oh. also seeing one that uh, I found one thing on, on marvel.fandom.com. This is Shadow and Light number one that happened in 1998. And I, that is not on uh, Marvel Unlimited, so I, I haven't been able to read it. But it does seem like that might be part of where you get the first um, mention of the Red Room, right? Which is supposed to be the secret uh, Russian pro Soviet program. I keep saying Russian, but Soviet it's, program. It's, it's, it's a difference, a distinction, not a difference. Um, that was rude. I'm sorry. Any Russians? <laughs> um, I did. Oh, it's kind of their answer to the to the. Weapon X program. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, but we could take, you know, mutants or people with tournament weapons, or we just take these lost girls of Russia and just make them this fighting force that can't be reckoned with. Yeah. Throughout several different comics and, and things like that, they get, they, they build up more, more uh, information and more things about the Red Room. I think one of the ones is they, they, they say they recruited 28 orphan <laughs> girls, more like they might have stole them. And again, this, and, and, th- and this is where this is where the story of, of this becomes muddled and, and starts falling into that Wolverine memory territory of how much of this was recruitment, how much of it was stolen, how much of it was things like um, and, and, and you've seen this stuff in pop culture all the time. If you've ever I don't recommend watching the movie, Hannah, because I hate that. But the TV show that they have on Amazon Prime on <laughs> Hannah is actually really fucking good. Because it goes into the, de- the same thing of, did they go and, when they say they recruited these orphan young girls, did they go and pay their mothers off to hand them, their kids over? Did they kill the mothers? Like, what did they do for this and stuff like that? And there's various stories on how they did this, right? Um, but the idea here is you take young girls and you train them to infiltrate China and, and the West as these femme fatales that are, that are solely um, beholden to Mother Russia. But as you mentioned before, this is, again, the advancement, the adoption, advancement, mm-hmm. and improvement of a trope. Right. Like, they took an idea that people was out in the, in the zeitgeist and simply said, what if we made it weirder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Um sorry, I got something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and and that's the thing. And so you 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 had different things. The Red Room, the Black Widow Ops program, the Wolf Spider Ops program. Like there's different names that they have for these. But like I said, um all run by the KGB, um run, you know, run through like sixties. The new program is where you get Yelena showing through so she comes through she's still you know loyal to mother russia and again natasha romanoff is both the the greatest recruit from this red room from the black widow program and also is greatest disappointment because she betrayed mother russia so Mm -hmm. yelena shows up saying that you don't deserve this i'm the new black widow and you basically get three three issues of uh, natasha showing why no, bitch, you're not. <laughs> and also, you don't want to be. 
Well, and, and that's the other key thing here. You don't want to be me. You don't want to be the new Black Widow. You want to be the new Elena, right? And you, you, you see one of the tools that Natasha is really good at is manipulation to get what she wants and getting people to do what she wants them to do. She does several things like, and, and this becomes the, <laughs> the way they handled it in the movies, I think is better for the long term of the MCU. But I can see why in the comics, Yelena doesn't fuck <laughs> with Natasha. Elena because, wants to kill Natasha, so like, it's and I can't say she's wrong on this. Like, no, there's a, said she was wrong. I, I can't. I, I, is it the next one? The the next Black Widow series? I think it is. Uh, yeah, it's the one that happens in two thousand uh two thousand one. Um, this is Greg Rucker writing this one, and I'm not sure if this is under the Marvel Nice imprint or not. But this the is the one, huh? I think it, I guess Which, it is. Is it the one where this the one where she switches face to Elena? This is yeah. This is Marvel Nice as well. Okay, yeah. So what well, it should be because. Like the entire time, I think it's is it Bucky who's like the entire time going like looking over Nick Fury going like why no, is Murdoch is it, oh it's, it's Matt yes yeah, is is Daredevil going like why is she doing this to this woman this seems cruel so basically what happened is um because I think she I I can't remember who the target is I think is it is it is it I think it's the is it the guy who ran is it Gregor no. I don't remember honestly. I can't. I, I can't remember. I remember, remember, I remember the, the everything she does more than what the actual right because it, it's not really who the, at this point it's not really cool. It's not really who the Tasha is trying to get. It's it's the how she does it. Like <laughs> like even at one point Matt goes like, "You know you didn't have to do all this shit to get what you wanted." She's basically like, "Yeah, I know, but I needed basically I needed to break her." She basically has Nick Fury, and to run this off, she gets Nick Fury. To use shield to kidnap Yelena, then switch faces with Yelena, and then for a little bit try to convince Yelena that she's no, she's really Natasha at the time, and have her on the run, thinking she killed somebody. Like it is the cruelest thing I have ever. Like I've seen Black Widow kill a lot of people and do a lot of fucked up shit. Like there's at one point, um, it's not this one. Ah oh, man, it might be. It might be the volume two things they say about her one where they um another great book. Right, right. It's the one where uh the, the guys, the truckers were trying to 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 beat up and, and rape that girl. And she tells them, if you do this, I'm gonna make sure you never walk again. And after she beats them up, she uh, and everybody's about to leave, she's like, Oh no, no, hold on. And she goes and she literally stabs dude in his spine so he can't work again. Like I've seen her do some evil shit like that. It is nowhere near the shit she puts Yelena through in these issues here. Like, the, in the entire time, she ends up, and again, it's another one of those things of, I need, basically, I need to prove to her, because she didn't really understand me the first time, I need her to understand that they don't care about her, because she gets the guy they're after, and I, I need to find the name, because again, they're all, they're all Russian, so it's like Boris, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm be super racist here, you, you know, it's, it's some, you know, it's one of the first names. But he basically gets her him, him to admit that he was going to kill Yelena anyway, and that there, and you know, it's one of the things of like, well, thank you for doing that, but you didn't have to do this to me to tell me that, right? You didn't have to fuck me over like this to do all of this, and she just like she doesn't care. But it, like, it, but it, it drives works. Yelena out of the game. 
It does. It does. She did what she, I, it, I think this is very indicative of who Natasha is. She knows what she wants to happen. She knows what has to happen. You may not like the way she does it. Mm-hmm. But she gets the shit done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's just one of those things of like, I just, yeah. It just, yeah. Selenko. There you go. Yeah. Selenko, that's it. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just, yeah, General Selenko. And, um, yeah, they capture him and stuff like that. And yeah, she is, Yelena is, is pissed. At one point she goes, you dare talk to me about enough. You know what is enough, Natasha, is what you did to me enough. Kidnapping me, drugging me, framing me. You stole, you stole from me, Natasha. Why would you do this to me? He goes, I wanted to save you. Selenko was right. You are naive. And that was get you killed. Because that's the thing too. She was like. You're young, you're dumb, you, you, you're, you're, you're just like me. You're full of heart for Mother Russia thinking that they're going to take care of you, and they're not. They're just using you, you know, you're just a tool, right? You think what I did was cruel, but it's nothing compared to what the savagery of our business. Nothing you call stealing my soul, nothing you don't understand. I understand your arrogance, Natasha Romanoff. I understand that you think that you are justified in your cruelties, but you are right. I do not understand the kind of monster you would rate, that, that you would, that who... I do not understand the kind of monster who would rape me in this way. You told everything from me for your game, and I hope you burn in hell for it, Romanoff. We, uh, we had to know what Selenka was, after, was doing, uh, Yelena. We had to stop him. There were other ways. Yes, there were, but I wanted you to understand finally what it meant to be a spy. We are not like Daredevil or the others, Yelena. We are not heroes. We are tools, and tools get used. I had to make you see that it was not cruelty for cruelty's sake. I... Yeah, it, it was cool too. Cool. <laughs> but it, but it, but it, but also, but also, it was because there's because like she's saying this stuff, and while Natasha's all going like, "Well, no, I'm doing this to help you." There are other times, it like when like again, Matt the entire time's going like, "No, seriously, Fury, why are you letting her do this? this is cool." And Fury just like, "Hey, man, you know, Natasha can do what Natasha can do." And Natasha's like, "Nah, the bitch deserved it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach her a fucking lesson." I'm just like, "There are other ways. Maybe write a memo. Maybe have coffee. Like." There, there are other ways, ways to say that, Natasha. I'm over here coming for your ass. You got to come. Yeah, and, and, and like in, in the end, later on, when they when they're having the surgery, the switch, switch their, again, they basically pulled face off. It's a face off. It's basically it's face, off, face off, right? Thank you. I still don't understand. It, uh, this is Matt. I still don't understand. It seems like statism to me. She didn't have to use Yelena to get to Selenko. No. Then why? This was never about Selenko or the bombs. This was Natasha trying to save Yelena. The thing is, it is Daredevil Blondie down there see things like you do. She thinks she's a superhero, but Natasha, she's the Black Widow. She's the real deal. She knows better. She knows ep- espionage is a nasty business. So what happens now? Natasha gets a week off, and Elena goes back to <laughs> Moscow, back to the Red Room. Maybe now she knows it's not a game. Maybe she's grown up. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you wish. And again, you know what? Because we'll cover this when we cover uh, 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 Nick Fury at one point. Because Nick Fury's a bastard too. Remember, we we just we've only touched the surface of what Nick Fury the bastardism that Nick Fury does with secret secret warriors. Like Nick Fury got a lot of people killed just to stick it to fucking. <laughs> and stick it, he does. He sticks it to. He gets it to. But like a lot of people had to fucking die just for him to yes. put a bullet in this Tucker's name, just so Tucker could know. It was me the entire time. Any, like, any last words? Like, Actually, don't give a shit. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Like again, when you're dealing with spies, you're dealing again. But that's why I like that. 
I like this book, and I like like while it seems crazy, it's you, you as the reader are the same. You're you're Matt. You're going, what the fuck? None of this was necessary. <laughs> and the entire time, you know, Fury and Natasha going like, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, this is what you got to fucking do because this is the world we're in. We're in a world that is fucked up. And yes. I think this is another thing that, that comes because some of the stuff that happens in, the, in these Marvel Knights books for um, Black Widow don't become canon and things like that. But some of them kind of do in that Marvel way of we're going to take p- bits and pieces of it here and there. One of the things I think the Marvel Knights series do for Natasha, because again, there's like, there's like four other books in here too. And they're all good individual reads to kind of see them. But what they kind of establish is they establish Natasha really as this spy who will do anything for the mission. So there's a, there's a, at the beginning of um, Black Widow, what's the, the things they say about her? Mm-hmm. Fury's in the Oval Office with some other military guy talking to the president. The other guy says, what Colonel Fury doesn't seem to appreciate is that actions have consequences. And, as, and that applies as much to his uh, more irregular troops as does any other branch of our armed services. So all this woman, this murderous harpy to rampage, Talia Romanova is retired, sir. I have no influence over her actions and Mr. Holgate here. <laughs> yes. And yet she was able to somehow, in her operatives in Arizona, she's a remarkable woman, torture one, murder the other, escape to Miami, and then assassinate a valued member of America's corporate community that disappeared without a trace. Ladies and gentlemen, black man. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, and? Um... But I believe she's, she's that amazing. What do you mean to say? Well, and I, I believe um, thing to say about her is also the one that gives some more. Um, is something that also they take they they put into the movie, which is idea of um, there being some control that was put into the Black Widow so that they do not attack their handler, their male handlers. Mm-hmm. Um, even straight down to the the last issue where uh, the guy she's fighting, you know, ends up uh, smashing her her. Her, her 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 nose, so she can't smell anymore. She's going like, yeah. you know, you fucked up, right? Because now I can fuck you up completely, which is what she does in the movies. Um, but, a, but one of the things they kind of show you again, showing that Nick Fury's a bastard is, well, when that's revealed to um, Natasha, she finds out from uh, one of the women that uh, was uh, again uh, kind of helped uh, with uh, uh, the Black Widow program going like, you ever figured out why you you, you, you kind of back down from Fury even though you want to punch him in the face sometimes? He was like, yeah, he stole the, the, the fragrance that they use, the pheromones that they use, that the, 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 hand, the, the Russian handlers use. He, he stole that from, from, uh, from us and he used it against you and that's why he was able to turn you to, to help him. And you're just like, and at one point she confronts Fury about that and Fury goes like, hey, listen, man, we can talk about that shit later. You got more important things to handle. Yeah, I was like, why are you bringing up old shit? And? He's like, listen, you got more important things to worry about. Why are you bringing up old shit? We can talk about that later. And I'm just like, Nick Fury, ladies and gentlemen, bastard. <laughs> bastard. It's like, it's like, and at one point I kind of, I kind of feel like, like she's like really pissed at him, but at the same time she's going like, fuck, I'm doing the same fucking thing. You know? It's like, it's, <laughs> it's this, it's this, re, this, this ignorant, like, respect you have to have as a spy to spy going like damn you got me okay but also the fury no one is like yeah 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 yeah. i turned you and everything like that but you're fucking dangerous i need yeah. protection like i need protection against you you can get into and again this is another thing too where if we're gonna uh compare black widow to a character across the aisle they also kind of turn to batman a little bit 
where you give her prep time, even maybe not without. Like I'm about to say, that's what I was about to say. I was like, right. that's the difference here. Is that yes, Batman's very scary with prep time, and everyone is a little uneasy by him. Everyone's fucking terrified. Well, of the they they do this where there's a whole thing where uh, and and things that they say about her. A lot of the the graduates from from the Black Widow program that have gone on and moved on and things like that, they're being killed. They're being hunted down and killed. And some of them are actually making their way back to the field that holds the training held the training facility for the Black Widow program. And like one of them shows up, they show up. And she's shot dead, and her body's left for the for the the dogs out there, like shot dead by a sniper that's sitting up in the perch. So when Natasha's they're, and they're slowly working or working their way for Natasha to get back to this program, so you show you're waiting there, you see her in the car um, with this ex shield agent, uh, you see the sniper up there, and then all of a sudden you, she pops up behind him, going like, "Hey, so um, you're not gonna shoot, and you're, what you're gonna do is you're gonna put your weapon down, and you're gonna jump off this tower and break your legs, right?" and you're just like, how the fuck did you do that? Like, how the fuck did you know that? Like, you're just like, how the fuck did you know that? So you're right. It's it's the Batman, but better. Because, like, she doesn't need prep time. Kill your ass. Right. One, she'll kill you. But two, she kind of also doesn't need prep time. Like, there's, um, I was reading, um, the, uh, Marjorie Liu, um, show. What, what, uh, not show, um, uh, issues. What was the, the first six of that? series what are they called it's um uh, uh, uh the name of the rose right yes and <laughs> that one is like you're the way she just like fucks up people <laughs> in mm-hmm. that one too you're just like what the f- what the what the fuck? Like at one point she breaks in. I think this is the name of the road. She breaks in to the facility, and the Russian guys over there is like, "Wait, you're the original Black Widow?" And they like help her. <laughs> yeah, it's like we love to be. She's like, you guys. She's like, she's like, listen, listen, listen. What you can do is you can say that I use my Black Widow shit and I fucked you guys up, and you guys get to say you guys had a drink with the original Black Widow, and they're like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> well, she's so did you read the new Taskmaster series? No, I did. So it's a mini series. Uh, it's a um, someone Taskmaster gets framed for the murder of Maria Hill, and the entire book is he's got to fight like the Wakandans. He's got to fight Hyperion. He's got to get this, but this, the whole time, Widow's chasing. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'd rather fight fucking. I'd rather deal with a Superman level bad guy trying to fight this bitch who's chasing me. So if you guys could please keep her off by like in the level of fear they all have about the Widow is so goddamn funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's well, and again, so um, outside of this, the Black Widow series we do, you know, we covered her a little bit when we talked about Secret Empire, right? Where she literally sets up her own red room to train the champions to be young killers. Well, before we even get there, like, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, that's one of my favorite things is we're going to talk about what came after that and her death and whatnot. But loved her role in Civil War mm-hmm. because, like, for so. So she's in the Frank Miller Daredevil run. She kind of normalizes his relationship with the rest of the large Marvel universe. When Bucky is reintroduced to the universe, she mm-hmm. kind of is Bucky's way introduced to the Marvel universe. He's the one who convinces him to pick up the shield. Mm-hmm. She's, if you read um, the most recent Captain America with Sam Wilson, she's his 
Misty Knight. She's the support staff. She's the sidekick to hit him beside the head and tell him when he's wrong and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I really, the idea that this character is just propping up all these other heroes. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the entire universe is in all of her. Remember in Cap Run when she shows up in Madripoor? Magic mm-hmm. 4, God damn it. <laughs> um, when she shows up and Missy's like, oh, we're supposed to, we got a contact with me, and you see the room clear out? It's like, Oh, she's here. The widow. It's I love the fact that they've taken this girl in a silly mask and a cape and made her this force of nature. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. I, I meant to there was one thing I wanted to mention in the name of the rose that she really did to show you how fucked up she is. At one point throughout that series, and it's, it, it is um at one point in that series, um uh what is it? Uh, Lady Bullseye shoots Pepper because mm-hmm. there's a whole thing here where uh, Widow actually has a, and again, again the, this is the idea of, again, taking the Batman stuff and actually making it even scarier. She basically has her own personal files on all the people she knows and all the superheroes and all the Avengers and a wireless storage container that uh, storage device that's stored inside of her body. And somebody finds out about it and steals it and starts using it to try to, you know, get to people and, and frame her and things like that and say this. It's not, and it's not just about the other heroes. It's about the secrets and everything. Like, it's like, you know, it's an insane thing. So she has, she just kept on her body and things like that. They, it's stolen and people use certain things to get to you. And one of the things that she has in her files is to get to Tony Stark, you get to Pepper. And so Lady Bullseye shoots Pepper, right? So later mm-hmm. on, she ends up confronting uh, on a train. She confronts, um, Widow and and Widow basically says, "Listen, this is what's going to happen. One, I already poisoned you, so you're going to have paralysis. It's not going to kill you. I lied. I'm not. It's not going to kill you. At first, he tells her it's going to kill her. She's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to do that. I'm, come on, how cruel do you think I am? I'm much more cruel than that. I'm going to bury you alive because everyone's going to think you're dead. They're literally going to bury you alive. The series ends with her sitting on a park bench in a cemetery as they dig up." Lady Bullseye, who is like screaming because she's been sitting in this grave buried alive for weeks. I'm like, Natasha's this is a really mean person. This woman is terrified because she's literally talking to Bucky on the phone, going like, "Hey, yeah, James, I'll be home. I'm just taking care of something real quick. I'm working something out with uh, Lady Bullseye. Is something you want to tell me?" He's like, "Nah, nah. I'll tell you later. It's fine." Just it's like- it's so interesting because. Like some of the, the the criticism of Scarlett Johansson's portrayal was like she's too cold or whatever. I'm like, guys, <laughs> you have no idea. I need you to know that that's the nicest version of Natasha Romanoff. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a kind one. This is a, this is the one that says this, you guys this, know that this is the family friendly version. This is the one that says I have read in my ledger. I'm trying to get it out. Right, I'm trying to I'm trying to make up for it. This one also goes like I have read in my ledger, and that's uh, that's just what it is, you know. This one says, "Who keeps track?" Right. And then drinks a martini and slits your throat. Right. All right. Like you said, she shows up in you know, early before all this stuff in um uh the uh the Brubaker Captain America series mm-hmm. where um she uh convinces Bucky to pick up the shield, uh, starts a relationship with him, right? Um, and again, this is where all that retconning comes in because. Is it? I can't remember which series it is. If it's the name of the rose, because it's one that's very recent. Where they show you where, um, actually, no, it's later than that. Because it's the, yeah, 
It's in Deadly... It's, no, it's before Name of the Rose. It's in Deadly Origin. Black Widow Deadly Origin. Which, eh, The series itself was okay. <laughs> like, I, it just... Because it, it got very was weird. It shit in the world. Because it, it, well, it got... It got... It, it started off strong, and then it got weird all of a sudden, because then it, it turns in this idea that um, Ivan, who has always been this, like, this father figure in, in the earlier um, Marvel Knight series, he's like her chauffeur, but it also, like, her... He's and again we talk about Batman. He's basically her Alfred, but also is a deadly spy himself too. Like this is a weird thing with that. And and he's always been this father figure to her. Nothing more than that. Deadly Origin turns it into like he's always had feelings and wanted to be more than that with her, which I thought was just unnecessary and creepy. Un that yes, it's just, yes. because again he raised her as a whatever origin you go with. Ivan at some point raised her as a child, whether that is he saved her um, from a burning building and raised her herself and then handed her over to the Black Widow program, or whether it was he was her handler after she graduated from the Black Widow program. Either way, Ivan has always been this father figure to her. Never been a, 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 a relationship, never been that. And, and she's had a lot, of, a lot of love interests. There's Alexi, there's Hawkeye. We talked about Bucky, Daredevil. Like, he's had all these things. I mean, even trying to flirt with, you know, and, and seduce, you know, Tony Stark for, for the job. It's like all these things here. But like, Ivan was weird. And so it turned this whole thing through the whole story arc, turns into the thing of he's always suppressed his emotions for her because he always sees her in these relationships with people that don't want to take care of her. And so now he, you know, initiated. Operation Ice Pick to to it, it's just a weird thing. It, it was very very fucking weird, very fucking weird. I'm not a fan of Deadly Origin, but the interesting thing it did kind of drop in there. The one the one thing that was um the one thing that was interesting that it dropped in there but didn't actually expand on was a, this idea that both her and Ivan at one point were given a modified version of the Super Soldier Serum yeah. by the Winter Soldier. Because again, yeah. she's a Winter Soldier, working for Russia, Soviet Union, uh, 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 and that's where. And again, that goes back to why her and Bucky are in this relationship now. Is they um, they first started back then when they first met when he was originally uh, the Winter Soldier and and uh, an agent for Russia. But he goes to uh, Ivan shot really bad, and he offers them a modified uh, Super Soldier serum. To, to, that would heal them and stop their aging if they come both come back to back to working for because they had gotten out of the game come back to working for Mother Russia and this is early in the game because this is like you see the arm he has and it's not the nice arm it's like a like, a, <laughs> like it's a steampunk arm yeah it's like a steamheart arm so um so but yeah um yeah so that is uh and again it's something that they they, they drop there and. It ties in going all the way back to the '90s. Then the issue of Uncanny X-Men ties in. Okay, well that makes sense why she's so young and why she doesn't age. But they never really expand on it. And it also is like, well, how modified it was. It, it stopped their aging and it healed their wounds. But like, does she have super strength? She doesn't have super strength. So what was the mo- like? I haven't seen it. Have you seen anything that kind of explained more into what she what they were given? No, because it's also like you got to remember this is also. In the time when they're doing a bunch of retconning with her origin, at one point it was cybernetic. Some of the yeah. additions and things that were added to her. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, 
I don't think they've really like delved into it because like we've talked about at the top of this thing, this is one of those po- podcasts that you think is about to be straightforward and it's not because it, once they've established they've got this history, it's too tempting for them not to mine it. Um, the same thing happened with Logan. There's a big run on Logan miniseries where you're like, oh yeah, he's been doing this stuff with people for years. You're like, wait, but why? Um, the, remember, do you remember Get Mystique? Yeah. It's just like, wait, why are we producing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I get we've got these years that are untouched, but can we save? And, and, and I'm, I'm being, speaking in broad terms. Mm-hmm. Because everyone comes in and says, I'm going to be the one to tell the definitive Black Widow story. I've got to take on the origin. And because it's never been hard and fast knocked down, this is what it's going to be going forward. So you can argue that after, after Secret Wars, maybe the one we've got now is that's it. Well, and, 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 let, and let me let me walk back a little bit of what I said about Deadly Origins. The origin part of Deadly Origins, I didn't mind because it did fill in some gaps. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. You start seeing, uh, you see her talking to, you see her throughout the years. You hear her talking to, you know, and, and her relationship with Ivan during those times. You see, it, it plays on a lot of the things we've seen uh, previously with her relationship with Matt, her a relationship with Bucky, um, a relationship with Alexi, and this idea at one point when she's told by uh, the KGB that Alexi died in, in, as a test pilot, and then she goes off and she you know, pledges to you know, become a spy and, and take it against the West because that's why uh, she blamed the West for, for Alexi dying. And then when she walks out, you see Alexi come out of the shadows, and he's crying because he's like, we had to do this. I had to do this as, as he became Red Guardian, right? So all that stuff, to me, Great. Works fine. What I didn't like is when they did the modern day stuff talking about some, well, no, uh, the, the real problem is here is uh, Alexi really loved, um, I mean, uh, not Alexi, um, Ivan really loved and wanted more, wanted to be more for Natasha, and he infected her with nanites so that anybody she got close to can now, it's like, that's the, the part to me that was just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Stick to but the- like, even because it, I know that you're. You're a hundred percent, but it's, I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm coming out in favor of that idea. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. That shit was I, like great. I do want to note that it's because yes, it's a, it's a change in the in the present. It's a bad change in the present, but because they, they could have done that without it having to 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 color the past, they could have done it without it. Because when you're telling the Tasha story, you almost by default want to tell something that happens in two time periods. Mm-hmm. Because it's a spy story. That's and I think that's one of the interesting things that I felt in watching the movie that I really enjoyed. And I'm not gonna we're gonna talk about other alternative versions later, but it's that it has the tension of a spy novel. Mm-hmm. Like when you read a spy novel, there's double backs, there's double crosses, there's false faces, there's misleading the reader. And I felt that energy. And I feel like Writers come in and they're like, I've got a spy story. I'm going to tell it in Black Widow. And whether it fits what we know about the characters, some of those ripple characters or not, they're able to hang with it and say, oh, that was just covered. He always felt this way about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels, feels kind of lazy. No, that, I feel like that was. And, that one was. And, right. and, and, and I'll say this. Like, what, what, what works for, again, with Marvel, when they come something like that that doesn't land, they just keep going because what ends with that is is you know uh, she ends up killing like at one point like Ivan had died but then he had put his body into a robot and all it was like this crazy thing we kind of erase a lot of this stuff because when we get into the next series 
it's literally uh it's it's that what, what things they say about her and that's when you actually do have ivan is dead his brain is in a jar and that's how people found out and that's how uh, he's the only one that knew about the storage device that she had put in, inside of her so they had all this information because they kind of just go like all right cool that story kind of didn't land but you know what we like itty bitty <clears throat> pieces of it so we're gonna take those pieces and kind of forget the rest of that shit and and move on from it right and I think Marvel does that really well. That didn't land, Sexual. but you know what? Piece of it did. We'll take those pieces and keep it going. Because then I think in in um, the name of the rose, again, you're back to you know uh, you don't have. It actually technically it is because I think at the time of name of the rose, Bucky was Cap. Yeah, he was Cap. Bucky's so, Cap. Yeah. So you have Captain America, Logan, and Black Widow again. Very much so. You know, and, and it's, again, just that idea of going for, and again, it's not even like it's weird because, well, it's it's Bucky, not, you know, not Steve. And it was like, but Bucky also knows her from that time period, too. Yeah, it's just like Bucky was there, too. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so it's, 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 it's this crazy thing of like, well, well, actually, they're all still there. And, um, it's, it's funny because the other, when you have, when you, when, you, when it's Bucky as Cap, Logan, and Natasha, all three of them some killers. <laughs> all three of yeah, them. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing is that, like, you were safer with other cap. Yeah. All three of them. Not... All three of them are some killers. And at one point, like, it's, it's funny. Because even in that series, even though you have Logan and Bucky there, they're not, like, over trying to overshadow anything. Like, there's at one point that they're just based, based literally as support. They show up at the end of, of, of Lou's run where they're like waiting outside and, and and they show up and they're like, yeah, yeah, we, um, it was taking a little bit longer to break out. So, and Logan had to go and Logan just like, yeah, I mean, I got an old man bladder. What are you talking about? Like, like they had no, it wasn't like they were running to save, to save uh, Natasha because she needed their help. No, they knew it was like, no, no, we know Natasha. She's going to kill everybody. It's fine. You know, when, mm-hmm. when Natasha, uh, Logan pretty much, uh, finds out kind of who's behind what's going on with her, and she's he's like, so you're basically you you got this right because um you know if you need help you know, you can call me and uh you know the doctor he's like the doctor says it's going to take you three days to kind of recover, and she's like yeah I don't need that it's just a, just just a he's basically like, it's just a surface wound he's like yeah that's my girl you know it's just <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things man I just I just love the rapport you have for some of these characters in here so um. And then I think that that brings us up to, like you said, and, and again, we're jumping around, but I think these are hitting some of the the major parts of this character, right? The highlights. The highlights of this character, and that comes to what we talked about with Secret Empire. Right. Um, and so leading the Secret Empire, she's woven into everything that's happened prior to that. So Heroic Age, she's a, uh, a, a charter member of the Secret Avengers. Uh, ends of the Earth, she ends up co-starring in one of the spider books for a while during... Doc Ock's big push before he soft brains with Spider-Man. Spoilers if you needed to hear those. Um, during in, during the um, what's it called? Time runs out. She and Jessica Spider Woman are the two who are not affiliated with either, any of the Avengers groups, and is trying to figure out wait how do we survive here? Aren't they the two that show up when Tony's in the in the, in, mm-hmm. in Wakanda and don't, don't save him? Well, it's also when when they later on meet up with Sam and, and Bobby and Izzy, and they say, we didn't find anything in Wakanda. And he's like, don't either one of you know when a woman's lying to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. 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 of all time. Yeah. Honestly, I'm so self-absorbed. I don't listen to anyone speaking at all. Sam says, really? Even me? He says, I think I'll have steak tonight. Mm-hmm. It's oh, Bobby Picasso. God bless you. Uh, 
But so she's interwoven and as part of the tapestry of all those larger stories headed into Secret Wars. Secret Wars happens. Coming out of Secret Wars, Secret Empire. Holy shit, Tasha. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know what happened to you. I know you had a traumatic childhood, but maybe don't try to cha- tra- uh, train the children to be killers like you. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I do like about it, though, is that they decided, the, the, the kids themselves decided enough is enough. <clears throat> they decided, it's like, no, we're not doing this. Like, this is too much ourselves. And even then, um, she stops Miles from, from fighting. Fulfilling that, that vision of yeah. him killing Captain America in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. She takes the hit from Miles, gets her neck broken, and Natasha dies. Like, they kill Natasha. Like, they kill her. Killed Rick Jones, they killed Natasha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she only saves, she only stops Miles from doing it. She had Captain to rights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That that kid was yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, and and here's the thing because I I stopped stopped kind of reading because there's again there's it's not my fault there's so many good comics out so, many. so I but I knew at the end of this when when they kind of brought Steve back and stuff like that that Bucky had been somewhere and noticed a signature I think it was Bucky and <clears throat> figured that Natasha was still alive and we're like well how do they do this and then you find out it's like well actually. She's not because they cloned her. Well, so the what's funny is who he sees make the shot is Yelena. Mm-hmm. And then we get the rest. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. So it's like they technically have killed her because I don't think they've, they've actually brought back the original one, right? No, this, well, so this Black Widow all the memories and experiences of the previous Black Widow. For all intents and purposes, she named herself Natasha Romanoff at the end of that. When she left a note for Hawkeye saying, stop following me, a note for Bucky that said, let's go to work. Mm-hmm. Because Hawkeye's not ready for the work that she and Buck are about to do. <laughs> Which tells you the level of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she pops up again. So, the reason I'm leaning towards considering her Black Widow. Logan gives her an Infinity Yeah. Logan trusts her, I trust her. Strange. Met her. And said, you know, keep the gym. I love it. I, I, I thought about this too. It's not Natasha. But it's... Right. In in great Marvel fashion, it is though, right? So, and she would never question. She's just like, on to the next thing. Stop asking so many fucking questions. Mm-hmm. And now that she's mainstream, maybe she'll never take anyone's face off again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they didn't let her do that in the, in the Avengers movies. I'd have seen that. Well, technically, she did, but they had they had the little they had the little. Uh, they, made it, they made it a lot less painful than they could. Yeah, been. yeah, they made it a lot less painful. So, ooh, you know uh, what? I never thought about that's a great catch by you. That's something that that becomes kind of her signature move. Yeah, the <laughs> fake face, and now, man, because she do, she does it in Name of the Rosa too, I believe, right? 
because someone it, it opens up have them confirm because of the Marvel Knights thing. It, 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 well, either that or, like I said, they do it in Name of the Rose too, where she it opens up with her oh, next to right. the guy in the plane, and he realizes that it's a different. You know, he's like, "Oh yeah, it's not my face. It's not me." You know, it's so. Um, but um, yeah, uh, we actually did a, a man. We did an hour and twenty minutes on Natasha Romanoff. I did not see that coming. She's a beast, man. It's a great story. It's a story that resonates with like kind of the larger tropes of American society over the last fifty years that have been still prevalent because the Soviet Union's still a goddamn problem. Yeah. Um, but it's so I think it's it's good to watch this character who's never been a before. We saw all the different series, the false starts, the mini series, the supporting characters, but it's one of those voices that's been so consistent in Marvel since her inception. Mm-hmm. That I, yeah. when you roll out the Avengers, you don't put Janet in there, you put Natasha. Yeah. I think this is one of those things, too, because I see some people talk all the time about, hey, maybe the, the solo series don't take off. I know I saw uh, Gail was talking about that at one point. I think sometimes for characters like this, you don't always need to have an ongoing, right? Mm-hmm. You give them a good solid three to six issues, and then you stick them in a series with other characters somewhere else, right? That's all you really need sometimes. You know, build on their story, add a little bit here, get a little bit of backstory, and then put them into another series where they're they're good in a setting. Because then again, that that's the thing, right? I think they've done a you know doing the Batman comparison, they do a really good job, and they do a good job with Batman too. I think a lot of people kind of downplay how the comics handle Batman in like being on the Justice League, but particularly with you know someone like you know Natasha, she's great in hand to hand combat. But also, she's a spy. You don't send your spy out on the front line, you know, running, you know, running. <laughs> One of the reasons why I think they killed her in, in Endgame is, what are you going to do? Have Natasha Romanoff running down with her two guns on, on, on the Avengers symbol lines? Like, eh. Howard the Duck and show up with a shotgun, she'd have been helpful. Eh, all right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But like. Hey, she's, she's, but she's, but honestly, she's the one you put behind the scenes, right? And, and that's a lot of what they do when they do Batman. Batman's usually the guy that you're sitting up in the vents or somewhere behind the scene because he's running strategy. And I mean, shit, we saw that in Winter Soldier where Cap's out there fighting for his fucking life, and she's over here down on the going like, "Hey guys, this is awkward, right?" That's they had different what, jobs, Steve. Yeah, different jobs. I'm not the brute. <laughs> I'm the, you know, I got a different mission than you. And sometimes her mission is different than um, even the people that send her. Like, there's one, one of those Marvel Knights ones. Oh, which one is it? I can't remember which one it is. But there's one where the guy, Gregor, is trying, is gets into the, um, into his safe room. It's like, oh, mission's over. He's in the safe room. She's like, nah, I planned for this. And because she, she, like, what do you mean you plan for this? We got the, we got this op last week. She was like, I've been planning this. You th- he's like, you think I wait for you guys to give me ops? I plan for you guys to plan to give me ops. Like, I've been playing this thing for like four four months, you know? She was like, yeah, there's a closed circuit TV. She basically has a whole, a whole, she had a whole series of responses to, to give to the guy when he speaks through the speaker. Then she had already shot, pre-shot a video that she fed through this thing to make him open the door. Like, it was this whole elaborate thing you're going like, how did you know to do even like the guy who shot is like fuck like how did you know to do all that shit? What the, <laughs> the fuck it's like 
again, it goes to what you're saying. It's like Batman has prep time, but like in order to have prep time, you need to know what's coming. Like the way they write the, <laughs> the way they write, write Black Widow in the in in the comics, she just already knows. Uh, in um, Name of the Rose, she's going down. She gets attacked, and the woman that attacks her going like, "How do you even know I was going to attack you?" It's just like a natural thing. It's like it doesn't do the thing of like, oh, you saw the shadow. I saw you do this. It's just like she's on the phone talking to Bucky, and then she just automatically just starts fucking this woman up. And you're like, why are you fucking this old woman up? Oh, oh, she had a knife. What the fuck? How do you even know? <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those things. You're just like, how do you? It's and again, and maybe we'll find out that you know, you know. Please, God, don't do this. But like, she has some kind of superpower, it's precognition, and she knows. Like, it's almost that you level. Back toward their way into that kind of shit. I mean, man. right? But like, it in in some ways, it's almost to that level, right? Um, like I said, I doing this reading, I I I, I learn a lot more about this character. This is a character that. On his own, I don't think too much about, and I I wouldn't have thought we would talk this long about Black Widow, but there's a lot there. And again, for what they do and how they've kind of again, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to doing. And we'll probably visit revisit um, Natasha when we do this character. I really look forward to talking about Nick Fury because that's going to yeah. be a very interesting, confusing, and and a long one. That that's going to be a long one there because it's it's so much. It's so it's much. golden age. Yeah, it's it's going all the way to golden age, and like again, just like Cap, how do you bring this character forward and 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 not age him? And we got a little bit of that when we talk about the the um, what was it um, Shield, the Hickman series about the Infinity Four formula and where that came from. <laughs> so like all this yeah. stuff starts training because here's the, I'm not even gonna lie, and, and I I I didn't fully process what Bucky has said, and I was like, well. Is the, did they really give them modified super soldier serum, or did they give them what they considered a modified super soldier serum? It's just the Infinity Four formula, you know, mm, a mod yeah. because that would make Same sense. Thing. Because it would make make sense because that that would explain why she doesn't really have super strength, but why she can heal and has longevity just like Nick Fury does. Right? It's is these things here, and because they they don't always try to go for the answer somewhere down the line, you can get that. You know, you can you can add that in there, and, and next thing you know, you you get you know get a crazy man like Jonathan Hickman decides he wants to write a Black Widow book, and whew, boy, <laughs> ties it all back together, right? So, um, speaking of Hickman, uh, the next next thing on the character corner feed will be us talking part one of the Fantastic Four into the Hickman verse. So, uh, hopefully, in the next two weeks, we'll be getting that recorded and ready to get out. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to Character Corner. I really appreciate you guys bearing with us. I know we haven't been, we're, we're getting at least one a month out. Um, I think last month we did get two. Uh, but thank you guys very much. We've been very, very, very busy people. Um, and, and the thing about it is we want to make sure that we're making these still quality. You know, I don't want to just come in and just talk out of my ass about this. Like for this, we, I actually delayed this a couple of days. I wanted to get a little bit more reading in to make sure I had enough of the, I still didn't get to everything, right? I wanted to make sure I had at least enough background on this stuff to talk about it because I was just going through it. And I was like, "Wow, there's a rabbit hole for for Black." It's Black. more than you think. I was it's way. Like, it was, She's a spy. This should be easy. I uh, really thought that. I thought I could. I was like, oh, "I can knock this out in two days," and that's all. I was like, "Why are there like seven Black Widow solo books? <laughs> what the? Why are, there, why are there all these minis here? Right? Why are there all these minis? And then it was like, "Well, then she's also in Daredevil, and then she's also in this, and then and I'm like, "Holy shit! What the fuck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know?" So. 
All right, folks. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, Character Corner, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. We will be back soon. And thank you guys very much. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.